Kristen. Hello. Hi. Oh my god, what if we went and just did our OG intro? Salutations. <laughs> I'm Bronwyn's friend. Well, we can't. I'm Sophia's friend. I, I'm... I that's just a lie. Am, this, I mean... Yeah. Was that why we stopped doing that? I don't we know. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> actually we're enemies. Um, no. No, I don't think so. I think we just stopped because you thought it was really cheesy dating. and you were like, should we maybe not do that anymore? For, for, for clarification, we don't hate each other. We're just dating. <laughs> <laughs> we're just the episode. I um, think at one point I suggested, know. do you want to change it to I'm Bronwyn's girlfriend, Sophia? And you were like, no, I don't like that. It, <laughs> it does feel weird. I think it was... Uh, I think it was also deep within my heart. I felt like it was time to move on. <laughs> I was also like, oh, this, okay, was, this was an error. I'm sorry if it, you know. No, it meant was. A I'm lot glad. I'm glad we've moved on. But you okay, know. good. But like, you know, it's like an era, right? That was Is like it? the 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 that was the beginning days. The awkward friendship the, era. I mean, it wasn't that awkward. It wasn't we. It wasn't awkward at all, honestly. Yeah. I don't know why it's like, but it wasn't awkward. I <laughs> think if we the... listen back to, I've never listened back to the early episodes of the podcast, yeah, and I, remember... I never want to. <laughs> I remember I recording even... the first episode, and we were like, one day we'll like have to like on the, in the end of senior year, we have to like listen to the Uh-oh. first one together. I've never listened yeah, to that again. In my life. I don't want to listen to it. I think. I think I was really nervous too, so I was probably like, "Yeah, we ah. were giggling." Yeah, we lot. were giggling a lot. Which I mean, it hasn't changed a lot, but I feel like the giggle then was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was." And from, this it is was just nervous like, giggles for me for sure. A, an aggressive laugh, you know. Now it's an aggressive laugh. Are you Something calling aggressive. our laughs aggressive? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, no, I'm not. They're not really. Um, maybe we should address the elephant in the room. <laughs> sure, it's been a bit. It's been, I actually haven't checked. I think it's been two months. It's been since December, but it's the beginning of February. Let me check. I can go onto podcasts right now. One moment. Yeah, wow. Almost a full two months by the time it'll, by the time it comes out. I thought it was three months, so I'm actually pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, and let's see. Do we have a reason? Do we have a reason that doesn't sound like an excuse? No. But do we have good excuses? Sure. Um, and really, really selling it really Or well. that we just, it just, you know, I don't even know if we have an excuse. <laughs> We've been busy. We've been very busy. Like, that's a, that's a Which is true. Excuse. You've been very busy. Yeah, sure. Well, so have you. You have much longer school yeah. days than I do. But point. you, like, literally do three times as much as any human should be capable of doing. That's not true. Humans are capable of doing many things. Yeah, many okay. Things. Um, <laughs> so we've been a little busy. We also just kind of forgot. And honestly, we just kind of... We didn't have a good... We didn't ha- really have a set schedule, so then yeah, we kind of... For sure. We kind of forgot. And it definitely, like... I think when we were in person and we were able to record, yeah. it was like um, something where it was like, oh, we get to hang out. So it was yeah. like... Before, there a was lot a before easier and after. Yeah. Like, now it's like... Okay, call to record, and then usually we have to go do something else. Exactly. But, and, and I mean, tonight we won't, which is nice. But yeah, we're going to watch something, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, it's definitely, like, because we still talk, <laughs> like, probably more because we're, um, 
I'm making this sad. Um, <laughs> but because we like talk so much besides this. Um, Wait, are you talking about the the amount of times we talk is different because we're dating or because we're far away? Probably because we're dating, but I mean that. No, but 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 no, no. I see. What, I see so much <laughs> because we talk so much. It's like there's no reason to be like oh. Like, we don't need an excuse to, like, talk. Right. And so when we do this, it's, like, a different, um, I don't know, it's just different, and it's harder to stick to a schedule. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. times change. And, but we're happy, and, and I think we also didn't want to put pressure on it to be, like, we Yeah, we didn't it. want it to be this big thing, or, like, if one of us was busy, we didn't want to be like, well, it's been two months since we recorded the podcast. Which, definitely, when we started, that was a worry. Yeah. We were, like... We have to record three episodes today because we're not going to be free for the next three Yeah, weeks. there was one, the summer, like, a, summer? right after sophomore year, when sophomore year yeah. ended, Bronwyn went to camp, and we recorded, like, five episodes in a day because oh, we insane. wanted to be able to release one every other week for the summer. And that, we were delirious by the end. So. I don't know how, I'm impressed, honestly. I know, I don't All think we have that capability makes. anymore. No. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we're happy to be back, and our plan for the rest of the, for the rest of the year, you know, after this year we're going to university, and even, uh, we've noticed with this year it's harder to stick to a schedule, so our plan is to do monthly episodes until, uh, about June, and then we're going to go on, I don't know, a hiatus, <laughs> we want to be cool, um, <laughs> Are you- and- uh, I just want to be, I just want to be like One Direction, you know? <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, you are using the word hiatus because One Direction used the word hiatus, aren't you? But that's bad because yes. they, mm, but well, maybe don't those get are, it. I, it hurts it, my heart. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was okay. supposed to be 18 months. It's been five years. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. Getting <laughs> no, that's not our plan. Our plan <laughs> is to take a break. And we were talking about this. We actually got really excited about it. Like, we are. We have some new bit. ideas. exactly because like honestly this is we love doing this and talking about things we love but realistically in a few years we're gonna be interested in talking about different things Mm -hmm. and doing different things and so and because we want this to just be fun for us because it's fun for us I think it's just better yes um we want to uh yeah we're gonna take a break for a little bit in terms of the podcast, I'm doing a great job that. of this. I'm struggling yeah, with this. You, um, it's okay. It's okay. You're doing great. You're doing perfect. Okay, okay, okay. Take a break, <laughs> and then break, we're gonna come back break. when inspiration strikes us. We've had different ideas of different ways we could change it, and um, even just having it where each week one of us brings something that we're individually super excited about and teaches the other person yeah um, i think that would be, be really, really fun cool. because bronwyn and i are both studying topics that i feel like aren't super well, like i know nothing about computer science you know and stuff you're about linguistics not, I, because no, I, I told you <laughs> yeah that's um, literally the extent i will yeah but they're both topics that i think could be fun to like teach the other one about um so maybe that was our idea yeah. for whenever we decide to start it up again once we're yeah. In university. In university. I sound like you. You know, Americans call it college. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that you, I don't know, that you're American? You are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you, wouldn't, I, are you trying to stick to a, the, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know um, either. The Anyways. Point being, 
yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we want to be excited about it, and with our current plan, we're excited about that. We're excited to continue doing it for the rest of the year. We don't want to just, like, stop doing it. Yeah, we I would feel bad if we just stopped abruptly and yeah. just never and it would be harder episode. to, like, come back to it, I think, if we did. Yeah. Um, but this way we can, uh, yeah, take our, you know, do what feels natural and stuff, and yeah. I'm excited. So, if there comes a day when you're like, oh, I wish I could listen to the wonderful uh, Harmony... Harmony? Voices of Sophia no. and Bronwyn. <laughs> no. But I can't because they aren't currently releasing episodes. We have a whole bunch of early ones, which personally I'm not planning on listening to, but you are more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want any anyone in the world to listen to those first oh I my mean, god maybe we'll do that thing that like you know when a youtuber has been youtubing for a long time YouTubing? Is that a <laughs> no but making videos for a long time and then they'll do a video where they're like why i privated a bunch of videos or like why i deleted a bunch of videos oh, and it's literally just like listen dude it's embarrassing <laughs> that was 10 years ago i was not sure what i was doing they're all privated now sorry if you loved any of them Maybe that'll be us one day. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's a threat. Or uh, yeah, I don't know where you were going with that. Comforting. But... Maybe that's comforting to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's our yeah. plan right now. And, and this I'm week... Sorry, I totally yeah. interrupted you. I no, I just said that. I was excited. This this week, we so we were finding it difficult to find topics because we mm-hmm. have done a lot of topics. We've done 65 episodes. That's a lot of like categories so this week it's just kind of miscellaneous we're gonna we have we still have words and we still have quotes and we still have some anecdotes but they don't really have anything to do with each other they're kind of all over the place but we're gonna have fun i think we were at least i was kind of inspired by our idea of just brain dumping onto the other person about something we're interested in um and doing that in the form of our podcast and i think also i'm just like i don't know to me the most important thing is like making it natural making it fun yeah um and this is what would be fun. Yeah. And Can I'm excited for it. I'm really excited to hear you talk about these things because I feel like you're going to get very excited. I am <laughs> definitely very excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear you talk about your things because one of these things is very cool. And you've brought it up twice. And the other one, less so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sound like that. It's okay. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Who goes first? I don't either. I cannot keep track. It's been two months. Should you start? I think it's me. Yeah. Okay. Get ready. So, we're not doing wordlets this week because the words we chose are words we like, and that's also what wordlets are. So, my first word is stochastic, which is a word that I found out today. Ooh. Uh... And it is something that is randomly determined or having a random probability of distribution or pattern that may be analyzed statistically, but may not be predicted precisely. And I actually you need to explain really... that because I didn't process that at okay, all. <laughs> so, so basically, it's like the kind of thing where you can, um, you know, think about a lab, maybe think about a physics lab. Why? Um, I don't want to think about a physics lab. If, if you get a bunch of data and maybe you just like messed up something in your lab and you're like, you have like an extra variable there that should not be there. And so your data like 
kind of looks like it follows a pattern, but you can't, it's random, and you can't, like, predict what's going to happen next. So it's, like, you can analyze it statistically, you can look at it and draw some conclusions, maybe, based off of the information you have, but you have no way of predicting the next outcome. And I thought this is interesting because I think it's a word that I should know because I think it'll have a, I think it's going to have importance in computer science because that's like, I don't know, a lot of the problems you're trying to solve by using a computer program is like, are things where the human brain can't analyze them or can't predict uh, the outcome or can't process that amount of data. Um, so if you can use a computer, something that might appear stochastic you might be able to actually find out, find out the pattern and predict the result. And it also was just like, oof, this is what happened in my previous bio lab that I just did, where, like, it's sort of, like, I got a bunch of data points, and I did do a best fit line, but the best fit line hit, like, one of the data points out of, like, eight. <laughs> so you know like yeah i can't do math but even i know that that's not quite yeah right. it's like i have i analyzed it i have a best fit line but if you asked me to predict what each of the individual points were like nah it's not gonna i see, I see. i'm not gonna be able to do that so yeah i was like that's i should know this word where so did you learn i'll that? talk about it i looked it up i looked up cool words <laughs> nice <laughs> never mind as i am want to do <laughs> of course of course what is your first word? My first word is really silly, but I love it. We were So we've started reading Homer in um, my ancient Greek class, which is great. I'm very happy that we're reading Homer. Um, it's much Why? more exciting than... What? Why? Yes. I was going to make a joke about um, the translations being available. I was sorry. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't want to incriminate you. No, <laughs> I genuinely do enjoy it, because yeah. the other the other sentences um, were very, like, bland, gram- they were meant to teach you grammar, so they didn't tell a story mm. or anything. Um, except for a couple. Sometimes, my friend Justin and I have noticed that there are, there are, like, several characters that sometimes, like, there's a good shepherd, a good shepherd. Like, not just a shepherd, a good shepherd. And he, like, nice. he takes, he guards the sheep, and he takes care of the sheep. We love the good shepherd. Anyways, we're, we're now reading <laughs> something um, that was actually written by an ancient Greek author and not a textbook creator. And it's very exciting. And we read the proem, which is, like, the very first few lines of the epic poem. And then we s- jumped to book nine, and I think it's book nine. Yes. Um, yes, and one of the episodes, or one of the adventures that Odysseus and his men go on in the Odyssey, um, they come across the land of the Lotus Eaters, and that's my word. Um, in Greek, it's lotophagoi, and I just thought that was great, because Homer literally just smushed two words together, lotus, hmm. which is lotus, and phago, which means to eat, and he was just like, what, what am I going to call this fictional mythical group of people that eat lotuses i know lotus eaters <laughs> just like smash two words um, together it's very good can i read uh, your description in your voice because you wrote it literally as if you had you were speaking into your phone and siri was i, I it typed it out i just i text how i speak so it, it comes from the ancient greek word 
lotus and to eat so it's literally just lotus eaters just like in english i just think it's neat that homer was like okay gonna create a mythical group of people who eat lotuses hmm what to call them ah yes i shall smash two words together to create lotus eaters to clarify, I I typed that out on the Google Doc that we have yes. that says all of our work. Hey, I honestly wish more things were just written like that because it would make <laughs> everything a lot more That's enjoyable. how I write my annotations, and it's an issue because if I'm annotating, like, a historical piece or, like, doing research, I just write what I think, which sometimes is just, it's a mess. In yeah. study guides... I used I used to create study guides for chemistry, <laughs> and I would write like, "You can do this," or like, so "This sweet. is really stupid, but you have to remember this rule just in the middle of the study guide because it's for me." So I yeah. get to just go and look at my notes. That's very good. Yeah, it's great. Um, the do you find that uh, personally, at least I found when I uh, was a kid and I was translating Homer last year. When you were a kid? Did you just say when you were a kid? As in last year? Yeah. Um, by the way, I've since lost all of my ancient Greek. Sorry. I wish I hadn't. Sorry. It's just not there anymore. Um, and yeah, but when I was in ancient Greek and I was learning, I was reading Homer, um, my knowledge of percy jackson like having read the percy jackson books yeah when i was like 11 helped me with my translations so much yeah. because i was like i know the story yeah. like they had in there were, there sense. was like the lotus casino in, in yeah exactly um, percy jackson and it's very interesting he so the concept of the lotus eaters is that they give some of odysseus's men the lotus and then the odysseus's men don't want to leave and they're like but I don't want to go home. And Odysseus is like, get back on the ship, guys. And then they get back on Wait. the ship and then they leave. So Okay, because this is an episode where we just talk about things we like, I'm going to grab a book off my shelf and read an excerpt that I was like, oh my god, because we're talking about Homer right now. Ooh, alrighty then. Oh wait, shoot, this is the wrong book. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. It's a different book that's based on Greek mythology that I read in my English class. Oh. Um, this is a fully different book. Um, the Penelopeid by Margaret Atwood, and it's basically the story of Penelope, who was married to Odysseus. Um, and it's basically the story of... It's basically the Odyssey and the Iliad told from her perspective, and mostly the Iliad. Very um, cool. And there is one quote which made me just, like, it was so good. And it was about the Odyssey and about Odysseus's stories. And basically, <laughs> it was like, he was a fantastic storyteller. And all these stories that he was telling of, like, oh, you know, um, this was, like, I went to the the lotus eaters and we were stuck and then uh we got turned into guinea pigs and then we got like <laughs> or turned into i don't know if they were even guinea pigs just pigs I'm not, i don't remember i think it was um, guinea pigs i think you're right okay but it was just like t talking about that and i don't know what page it's on i just remember it okay so this is the quote from the Penel penelopead by margaret atwood um Rumors came, carried by other ships. Odysseus and his men had got drunk at their first port of call, and the men had mutinied, said some. No, said others. They'd eaten a magic plant that had caused them to lose their memories, and Odysseus had saved them by having them tied up and carried onto the ships. 
Odysseus had been in a fight with a giant one-eyed cyclops, said some. No, it was only a one-eyed tavern, tavern keeper, said another, and the fight was over non-payment of the bill. Some of the men had been eaten by cannibals, said some. No, it was just a brawl of the usual kind, said others, with ear-biting and nosebleeds and stabbing and eviscerations. Odysseus was the guest of a goddess on an enchanted isle, said some. She'd turned his men into pigs, not a hard job in my view, but had turned them back into men because she'd fallen in love with them and was, uh, and fallen in love with him and was feeding him unheard of delicacies prepared by her own immortal hand. It was just kind of cool to see how uh, the story was like, either all these cool and mythical things happened, or this guy left his wife for 10 years and had to think of a good excuse. <laughs> and I mean, a little bit of both. He did leave really his cool. wife for 10 years. But it's also really cool because Greek, I feel like classics have a habit of, they, they use a lot of metaphor to the point where sometimes I think the metaphor can be taken True. as the actual story. Mm-hmm. So the whole of the, of the Odyssey could have been just exaggerations, but the intention was supposed to clearly be like no they just like the cyclops wasn't actually a cyclops duh that's just like hyperbole but we now translate it as if no they wrote these myths so i don't know i just thought that was cool and i like yeah i liked that didn't think of that before that's very good what's your second word i'm very excited about this one i am too so my second word is a thing that i learned about recently and made me very excited that this was an actual thing because it's something that happens to me. So the word is frisson. I think Are you that's sure it's how not frisson? Well, there's no I. No, I-N. actually, you're right. There's no I. Yeah. So I think it's frisson. Um, but it might be French, so it's frisson. <laughs> um, but it's also known as aesthetic chills or musical chills, and is a psychophysiological response to rewarding auditory and or visual stimuli that often induces a positive state in tingling in skin tingling or chills, sometimes along with goosebumps. So it's basically like when you listen to a song and you get chills or you see like, I don't know, I don't know, I can't think of a visual one, but where you like hear something cool and you get, you get like chills. And I get this a lot, and I didn't didn't know it was an actual thing, so that was cool, because I looked it up and I was like, wait, there's like a word for this. Um, But the sensation commonly occurs as a mildly to moderately positive emotional response to music. Um, Typical stimuli include loud passages of music and passages uh, such such as sudden modulation that violates some level of musical expectations. So oh, that's interesting. Cool. They violate, like, they violate yeah. what you expect, and so then it surprises you, and you're like, oh my god, I love that, and then you get chills? Yeah. Well, and I think that it's, like, I don't know, I'm t- gonna talk about it a little bit more later, but I think it's also, like, like a beat drop. Like, you're anticipating mm-hmm. it, but it's a sudden change yeah. that, like, um in some ways it's a resolution but it's also a sudden change or like when there's you know when you're listening to a song and then they like change the key like a lot of the time there'll be like a repeating line and then it'll like go up a bit and then Mm. it'll go up a bit and that's definitely like an example as well where it's like that's not necessarily um your brain wouldn't assume that's what's gonna happen right um but yeah are harmonies an example like all of a sudden a harmony comes in and (sighs) i I mean, I don't know if it violates some level of musical expectation, <laughs> because I think they're just, I think that I expect good harmonies if it's 
good song. Um, you do? Jeez. I don't, know if, I don't know if that's just me, but um, I get chills when there's a good harmony, so, like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, sure. Very cool. I love that. My nose is so shiny in the camera. Um, <laughs> what's your next word? Isn't it? Like, I look like Rudolph. You do? Well, your your cheeks are shiny, too. It looks like you've, like, put on I moisturizer or something. But, like, not that much. <laughs> Like, I'm not greasy. <laughs> You're not greasy. No, I think it's just I'm the just lighting. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, what's your second word? Um, my second word is actually a phrase. I didn't really... I don't like this one. Yeah. Um, it's something we talked about in English, actually, randomly. My English teacher mentioned the phrase chomping at the bit, which actually, technically, according to Google, it originated as champing at the bit. Except I no one like says that. One. <laughs> I know. Because it makes less sense to me. Yeah. Well, so this is a phrase. It's an idiom, I guess. Um, and the original phrase was indeed champing at the bit. So a bit in a horse, like in the bridle of a horse. I don't really know many horse terms. But um, <laughs> according to Google, it sits in the toothless ridge of a horse's mouth so they can't really like bite down on a bit their teeth don't hit it it's like behind their teeth um but they can grind their teeth against it or grind their jaw against it um and that usually indicates that they're nervous or excited and this is a motion that is called champing so they're not i think the inaccuracy in, in the chomping at the bit part is that they're not actually chewing biting it yeah um yeah chewing it they're like grinding against it which is called champing i don't know but um basically no one knows what the word champing means because it's something so specific to horses and so people started saying chomping at the bit instead because it made more sense and this it was just a very cool example of language changing because people yeah. were like i don't know what champing means i'm just gonna go with chomping it's also like a really good example of when people are like people assume that like slang and change in language is all like stuff that is new and is stuff that kids do and like yeah, people yeah. who are like quote unquote less educated do but it's like no like language evolves it just changes and this is like yep. an example of that right yeah it i think it changes like based on i was about to say convenience but that i don't that's not the right word for it it's like i don't know <laughs> if if a, if a word doesn't work anymore or we don't use it anymore it just disappears mm -hmm. and i think that's so wasn't like thou so like in um a lot of uh european languages at least um there's like the uh plural slash formal you and then there's the singular you mm -hmm. and in english wasn't you uh the plural slash formal and thou was the informal but it yeah, became insulting to call people thou yeah. so it just dropped out of language yeah. which is just like but now people are like oh. and when it's, people spoke yeah. proper and yeah know, said thou well it's and interesting because like, well, when people are pretending to be fancy they'll use yeah. thou and thy or whatever but actually those were the informal terms yeah i think thou art a flea a louse i don't know why i said please isn't that like a shakespeare thing i don't know sounds Probably. shakespearean <laughs> i don't know but yeah i i do find it i'm just like the, I like linguistics in terms of, like, I love hearing all the cool things about it so that I can then talk about it and be like, this is so cool, <laughs> but I'm just so glad I don't have to write about it. 
because of you about like no, I but you like you absorb it like when you talk to me about computer science i love it but i can't i can't understand it um I, yeah but you're like i hear i will i tell you these things and then you regurgitate them like perfectly <laughs> like you I say s- talk about i like will bring up you'll tell me something about linguistics and then i'll bring it up somewhere else and they're like whoa that's so cool and i'm like i know right i didn't i didn't know this either like and i'm just so the best part about enjoying it is i don't have to do any work myself because i have no i don't want to write about it i don't want to have to like go looking for things to read about it but if you tell me something cool i'm like oh that's so cool you're a very good listener i do sometimes just go about it and it makes I'm glad you know a lot about it because I wouldn't know anything about it again because I have no interest in like reading about it in order to find the interesting bits but you know all of it so you can just tell me the interesting bits <laughs> it's a good system we've got a good system yeah <laughs> um what oh we haven't even done quotes yet I was about to go straight to wow. <laughs> what is oh my your goodness. first quote so my quotes are very long uh oh um but I was like I don't want to just choose quotes that are, like, nice, because, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, so I decided to think about, like, someone, because this is what Sophia did, and I was like, think about someone who, like, I want to talk about, um, and the person I want to talk about is someone who I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows far too much about already, (laughs) um, but I'm just, I think she's so cool, and that is Amanda Gorman, who, uh... Yeah, who read uh, her, she delivered her poem at the um, the recent U.S. inauguration of President Joe Biden. Um, and I remember Sophia and I were texting and watching it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And at first, I wasn't even aware that it was a poem because I've not really watched an inauguration before because the previous one I had no interest in watching. <laughs> and before that, I was like six years old. Um so I was like, this is the first one I was properly watching. And so I didn't know that, like, there was a poem that is usually read. So she just started talking and I didn't know who she was or what she was doing. And I realized partway through, because I was only half listening, then I was like, wait, this is a poem. Wait, this is really good. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I was talking about this with Sophia the other day where, like, I can't usually just read a poem and love it. Like, I have such a hard time not skimming a poem when I'm reading it yeah and like actually processing it and like finding the message um and I wish I could a little bit more because they really are so beautiful but I just can't but this poem just like it I I got I actually got chills hearing it and I was was really impressed um and so I'm gonna talk about two poems from her um the first one is the one she delivered at the inauguration and that is the hill we climb And I'm just going to read two parts of it that I remember um, that I quite liked. Uh, So this is a couple stanzas in. So let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together victorious. Not because we'll never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. And then a few stanzas later. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it. We feared at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour. But within it, we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while we once asked how we could possibly prevail over catastrophe, now we assert 
how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? Dang. <laughs> um, and both of these uh, parts I've really liked. I heard someone describe uh, this poem as, you know, talking about it, how she did such a good job of not sugarcoating anything and mm-hmm. not talking about, you know, the history and present of the U.S. as anything um, other than what it is, which, and, you know, not ignoring any of the problems and and not exactly painting it in a positive light, but still managing to, like, make it inspiring, but also not, like, falsely positive, like, optimistic of, like, it'll all be fine, right. but, like, like inspiring of, like, yeah, yeah we, we can, you know, it brings, you're, like, you, you feel inspired and definitely um, listening to it, and uh, the first stanza, I think, really, that I read really uh, talked about that, you know, like, that that even as we hurt, we hoped, kind mm-hmm. of contrasting those two. But also the second part I really liked, because she is, Amanda Gorman is, she's pretty young. She's, like, what, 21? Something like that? Yeah, I think definitely early 20s. So I'm she's sure in she's... she's in Gen Z, and <laughs> part of being in Gen Z is, you know, we we've had a lot passed down on us, and right. we also have the deadline of a lot of things in front of us. Yep. Um, so it feels like we have a lot of things to fix. And, like, we did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour. Oh, wow. I didn't even yeah. catch that, <laughs> that line. Was the, like, that was why I loved, you know, this particular stanza. Is like, we weren't, like, I don't want to say, like, we didn't ask for this. But, you know, right. it's not, we didn't... Um, it wasn't something that was ever like there's no reason why it should have been us except for the fact that it has to be mm-hmm. um but within it we found the power to author a new chapter i also which is the following line i really like because i mean gen z is very proactive and for a young generation is very vocal and very active and has made you know i, I it makes me really happy and really inspired to see the things that um, you know, we've been able to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not me specifically because I, you know, look to other figures who've done a lot more, but just, you know, our generation. Just people our age have done some pretty incredible things, which is yeah. very And inspiring. I feel proud to be part of our generation. Right. Which is a nice feeling. Um, not that, you know, I don't know, but. Yeah, I, heck I all those other generations. <laughs> yeah. Everyone but, older than us. Uh, yeah, I really liked those two parts because it really was, um, I, I remember hearing them and was surprisingly taken by it. I was like, this is very good. So yeah, yeah Amanda Gorman is very good. You can go check her out on Instagram um, or look her up, but she's, she's great. She's Apparently, great. my grandmother texted me because my grandmother loved <laughs> Amanda Gorman. Um, and apparently she's reading a poem at the Super Bowl tomorrow oh it's yes. gonna be later than the super bowl by the time we release this but right now we're recording yeah. this on saturday night and the super bowl is tomorrow it's um, gonna be um so apparently it's the first ever poem recited at a super bowl yeah so she's really taken the everyone like yeah she, people poets don't her. get that kind of attention right like like they don't and literally i remember as soon as the inauguration was done everyone was like yeah like it's great joe biden is you know like a new era great amanda gorman yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> like, was the the figure of the inauguration like it was yeah. not the president. and it made me so happy because yeah i think she's great yes yeah absolutely what's your first quote 
Um, my first quote. So, on I think this was on Thursday. I had two frees in the morning, and instead of doing the homework that I definitely could have done, um, I was bored. Well, I had breakfast, and then I was like, I don't want to do work. But I would feel bad if I just, like, sit and watch YouTube for two hours. And then I looked at my bookshelf, and I remembered that Bronwyn got me a book um, for my birthday last year called If Not Winter, Fragments of Sappho. And I had never read it. I flipped through it when you got it for me for my birthday, and then I put it in my bookshelf, and I was like, I'm going to read that when I have the time to, like, go through and sit and read it. Um, and I was like you know what? There's no time like the present, 10 a.m. on a random Thursday morning. Um, so I picked it up, and it made me really happy. I I mean, Bronwyn was just saying, um, I also have this thing with poetry where I feel like it's such, it's such a cool medium, um, but I personally have trouble connecting with it. Like, I don't, I don't it's ever like modern wanna... art. Yeah. I like, I look at it, I'm like, I wish I could, like, find the message in this, but I right, just don't, right. like, I don't have the attention span for it. Like, I can't. And it doesn't, poetry doesn't connect with me, I feel like, as much as mm-hmm. reading a story does, or, like, yeah. even watching a movie, like, those, they, I don't really feel things when I read a poem, which I find yeah. sad, because I think it's such a cool way of telling a story or conveying a message, and I wish I could read more poetry, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, I need to get better at that, maybe. But I was flipping through Sappho, Sappho, and I was, like, reading it and getting chills. And I was like, what is this? I'm not used to poetry making me feel things. This is, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> how, dare, how dare this ancient Greek poet? But it was really, really cool. And I was, I felt like such an English teacher. I was going through and, like, marking the passages. I guess I could have written on it, because it's my book. But I didn't it's wanna... really fun to write in books, not gonna lie. I should, I, I should write on I it. I started doing that in English this year, because we had to buy our own books, and it's like... It's pretty fun. Yeah. I I don't know what I would have written, though, because anything I would have written, I feel like, would have been so much less poignant than... Whoa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I put I put little sticky notes in all time, <gasps> in all the quotes where I, that I loved. Um, so I can... Now I have, like... Oh, it, now it's full of sticky notes, and it makes me happy. Um, and I'm just going to share a couple of the ones that I really loved. Um... Oh, I guess before I start, Sappho was an ancient Greek poet um, from the island of Lesbos, (laughs) and she's known for her lyric poetry, written to be sung, which I didn't know, while accompanied by a lyre. In ancient times, Sappho was widely regarded as one of the greatest lyric poets and was given names such as the Tenth Muse and the Poetess. Um, So Homer was considered the poet and Sappho was the poetess. I think is very cool mm. um and i think actually it was i saw i saw something at one point that plato himself called sappho the 10th muse which is like i think so yeah the, like you can't get a better compliment than that um yeah especially like, like there are no figures. there are no women figures from ancient history that are yeah. as well known as her like yeah like the fact that she has such a particularly name. ancient greece and rome i think yeah maybe non-western yeah, maybe, civilizations yeah. there more, <laughs> but, um but like she was greece respected rome, yeah. by plato like like you must was, be a pretty who, cool woman. <laughs> <laughs> plato is also I, i'm pretty sure a giant misogynist as were uh, most of the philosophers most, yeah um so it was she was amazing um, and beyond her fo- poetry, of course, she's well known as the symbol of love between women, 
with the English words sapphic and lesbian being derived from her own name and the name of her home island, respectively. And I did not know that lesbian was derived from the island of Lesbos until, like, last year. Okay, I thought you were going to be like, yesterday. No. What? No, no, no. No. But it was, I I did not know that. So it was very cool. Anyways, flipping through this book was very good. And I'm going to read some quotes. So the first one, um, oh boy, should I try to read the Greek? I feel like yes. I'm just going to disappoint our Latin and Greek teacher. All right. Do it. Fawain du dokimon orano luspakea. Should have practiced that. But that you know was what? good. It's all right. No one know. will know, love. Orano. <laughs> oh, orano is something different. I thought this was orao and I was like, that means to see, but it doesn't mean to yeah. see. It means something else. Um, so what that fragment meant in my very bad ancient Greek was, I would not think to touch the sky with two arms. And I read that and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh, straight in the heart. That's just, it's like the opposite of reach for the skies. Reach for the skies. Reach for yeah. the stars. It's like, it's like, I don't. don't. What are you thinking? It's <laughs> like, reach for the who skies. do you think like, you what? are? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, all right, Jesus, Sappho, I won't reach for my dreams then. Gosh. Like, um, instant existential crisis. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. There, were, like, there was oh, another man. one that I put a sticky note on, but that I didn't include in the podcast. But when I read it, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> but I think it was just, it was something like, there are two states of mind in me, or something like that. Like, I feel like there are two different me's. But, and even the way it was written in Greek was really cool, because it was only a couple of words. But it was, like, oh. it was very cool. That's very cool. Um, so a lot of, I was having a little bit of an existential crisis. While <laughs> she she texted me, like, <gasps> I was, love, help. <laughs> Shh. Don't it's fair, me. and then you made me feel the same way by sending me these I, and then yeah, sending me I, into a crisis. I fair gave, enough. I gave you an existential crisis while you were in the middle of school. It was great. Yeah. Um, yes, I did text you all of the fragments, which was wonderful. It was very good. I um, was surprised that I was, I had a reaction to them. I, was like, I know, I I was so, it was so strange for me to be having a genuine emotional reaction to like, poetry. The fact that, like, Homer is, like, the poet, and he wrote a great story. She, her, her poems, like, don't exist anymore. Like, there are only fragments left. Yeah. Like, when you, when you look so up Sappho poems you don't get like the name of a poem and then a poem you get a fragment of a poem and they their names are like fragment 37 and stuff like Mm -hmm. she her work was not preserved in the same way yet within those fragments literally what one two three four five six greek words and i have an existential crisis like like i'm it's the kind of feeling where you're just like immediately like um you know you know when you're just like you have talent beyond the normal human. Right. And that is incredible. Like, yep. I love that. I love seeing what people are just extremely good at. Yeah. And for her especially, I'm like, yeah, you deserve the, I don't know. Yes, absolutely. It's so, it's so cool. It is, I think she is, I mean, I guess I did, I was very much impacted by Amanda Gorman's poetry as well. But yeah. as far as poetry that I've read, Sappho's has been the first yeah. that I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I did not know Pretty poetry sure. could do this. Um, yeah. The second one that I wrote down, which I just thought was a beautiful way of oh. describing nature. Made me... S- oh, yeah, this one. Um, it's very beautiful. 
No, yeah, I'm going to do that one last. The last one is yeah, sad. Yeah, sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, boy. I don't... Poikiletai hmm. men gaia... Oh, no. Paulus Stephanos. There we go. Nice. Um, and this is just, Spangled is the earth with her crowns. And I thought that was absolutely gorgeous. Like, the idea... (laughs) I just had a reaction. Right? Like, isn't that beautiful? That's I actually misread it. Because I thought it was Spangled the earth with her crowns, as in, she Spangled the earth with her crowns. But literally the addition of Spangled is the earth with her crowns. No, yeah, I (gasps) I think it's passive. Yeah, the passive makes it... So much more impactful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in the passive Um, And it is literally four words. And it gives this yeah, beautiful... In Greek. In Greek. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it gives this absolutely beautiful description. I just... The idea of different parts of nature being crowns. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, one crown is a forest. One crown is an ocean. Oh, yeah. And the earth is spangled with it. I just thought that was so beautiful. And that was another one that I read and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like what? That's so beautiful. That's I, it's gorgeous. funny because I feel like it's either she's talking about a woman she's in love with and she's just like, <laughs> which are also just unrequited There was a love. whole breakup passage that oh. was abs. I don't, I didn't think it would be <laughs> the just, right vibe for the podcast, but just it was, she does a lot of like love poems and they're just like, like, they're just, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're just, like, the, you can hear the love in her voice, and yeah. she lived, how, how long ago was ancient Greece? I don't know. Many, many years ago. A long ago. time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> and you can still hear, like, you can still hear the emotion yeah. today, which I think is, inc- like, that is pretty, you must have some talent. But in this particular one, it's, like, either talking about someone who just makes the earth more beautiful simply by existing or even just like her love for the earth and her respect for the earth as in spangled is the earth with her crowns as in mm-hmm. her is in the earth which yeah. inso- i just also really like because it i don't know it's the kind of like her love and just deep respect for like mother nature yes right? which is definitely. just like her, her appreciation of the beauty of the earth i think is incredible yeah just i don't know i don't even it's just like it's so incredible like yeah. i don't even know how to i yeah it's amazing i don't know how someone does that <laughs> i have another poem after as well so do you oh. want to save yeah. it for after me or do you want to go all three no you cause... go go for okay. it um, so the other one is, I was actually originally found this poem because I was looking up Frizen, Frisson, Frisson, I don't know how to pronounce it still, I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> um, and I came across a Reddit page of just like, people who just shared stuff that gave them chills, basically. And it was a lot Ooh. of songs. Um, one of the things was Amanda Gorman reading a poem with some background music. And I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, that was so good. Um, and this is from 2018, uh, and it was read at, she read it at the Los Angeles Climate Reality Leadership Corps training on Tuesday, core, core training, on Tuesday, August 28th, 2018, so a few years ago. And it's called Earthrise. Um, so it's, this is the first stanza. On Christmas Eve, 1968, astronaut Bill Anders snapped a photo of the Earth, 
as Apollo 8 orbited the moon. Those three guys were surprised to see from their eyes our planet looked like an Earthrise, a blue orb hovering over the moon's gray horizon with deep oceans and silver skies. Dang. I didn't know. I read that really quickly. Like, when I first saw that you had added to the document, I just kind of skimmed it. I didn't I didn't process that she meant Earthrise as in, like, sunrise, but yeah. Earthrise. It's so good. That's so good. And then um, a few stanzas later... Um, and while this is a training in sustaining the future of our planet, there is no rehearsal. The time is now, now, now. Because the reversal of harm and protection of a future so universal should be anything but controversial. A few lines later. Just as we chose to go to the moon, we, now, we know it's never too soon to choose hope. We choose to do more than cope. So, wow. so much there. <laughs> yeah. I definitely recommend, like, please go watch it on YouTube. Um, it's so incredible. She reads it so well. Um, and all of her poems are so good. Like, not just the inauguration one, which is incredible, but, like, there's a reason why she was the poet laureate, and that's because mm-hmm. she is really incredible. Um, and first of all, the way this poem started with talking about scientific achievement, like, the fact that we got to the moon, like, that is incredible. Like, we shouldn't have been able to do that, you know? Like, yeah. it's um it just is incredible it's scientifically like just unbelievable and then talking about the beauty of the planet like our planet looked like an earth rise oh my goodness those lines i was just like oh like you could feel the beauty in that that, like it's like a visceral i did when you read it and i realized like oh that's what that meant i that was very very beautiful Mm -hmm. like i don't know how people think of this kind of thing um and then the next stanza i particularly liked the i mean i thought it was just well written but i also really liked the and protection of because the reversal of harm and protection of a future so universal should be anything but controversial Mm -hmm. Um, i really liked that because that was like facts (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um and then i chose to also read the last few lines just as we chose to go to the moon we know it's never too soon to choose hope we choose to do more than cope like we got to the moon so we have the ability to fix this but we also like it's never too soon like we don't have to wait for anything we can just do it we didn't wait for anything for the moon like when we other than the fact that you know like the u.s was competitive (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, a bit more to that but still like they wanted to get to the moon so they did it so it's never too soon as long as you just care about if if people who are powerful truly care about fixing the climate we can do that because we've made those scientific advancements before um but yeah definitely go listen to her read it like i did not do it justice i did not even read the full poem but it was so incredible and yeah, Amanda Gorman is, like, my favorite person now, so. She's amazing. Yeah. That was my, uh, second one. What's your second That's one? That's very good. We my... have talked for an hour, so, um, we'll have to sort that out after, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I'm actually enjoying this so much. I missed podcasting. Yeah. I didn't Especially realize that like, I missed things it. we like. Yeah. It takes the pressure off a little bit, for sure. Yeah. 
What's your next one? Uh, my last one is the one that made me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not prepared to get sad again on a Thursday. Not again. <laughs> sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I say again? I meant again as in I've already said that it made me sad. Anyways, um, it it was very impactful. And let's see if I can read it. Oh, why did they put a moo and a moo <laughs> right next to each other? That's the equivalent of an M and an N next to each other, and I don't like that. Mnasisthai tina faimi kai eteron ameon. Nice. That was a little bit better. And it means someone will remember us, I say, even in another time. Oh. And it hurt my heart <laughs> a lot. Because um, I think, I'm pretty sure, she might have written that to Arina, there was another poet, poetess, in ancient Greece called Arina, who's rumored to have been Sappho's girlfriend. Um, mm. And I, I think she was talking about that to Arina, as in, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, one day. Like, one our, day. Like, we, ha- we have a legacy. And, yeah, exactly. And both in, in our, it, it in our poems, but here. also in our very existence. Like, yeah. In, in the people Ugh. that we love, like, we will yeah. we will be remembered in another time. And the reason why it makes me so emotional is because they they were remembered in another time. Yeah, and now, exactly. literally, women who love women are called sapphic or lesbian because of Sappho, because of the poems that she wrote. Yeah. We did remember her in another time. Yeah. It took us however many years, many, many years. Um, but she has been remembered. And it... Ugh, it makes me and sad. It's, it's literally like, kind of like, wait, she wrote this line, and then she was remembered, and that means that, and that like anyone, that happened, like the world, yeah. the like world it's not just like a book you and read. She was you know? remembered. I feel like that's the kind of thing you read in a book where it's like, oh, maybe someday someone will read my story, and then they do. <laughs> like it's like Hamilton, right? Like the end of the musical Hamilton. It's all about like sharing the story and you're like oh my right. goodness who lives who dies it's about who tells your story who tells your story well you guys are telling us our story except you know that was a musical great musical but not actual um event and this is like someone just a simple line of writing like someone will someone a single person someone will remember us someone will discover our our story and someone will remember us and that's like whoa wait we have legacies. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, we don't just fade away. But like, I mean, that's what it feels like, right? Like, there's Which so many one? people we in the world. We have legacies, or that we fade away. That we fade, <laughs> fade away. away. Like, we have. We have. There's so many people in the world that it, it. It. You know, it's easy to like lose yourself in that. Definitely. But it's everyone easy to feel is that, like. You don't matter. Someone but. is gonna find your story one day or someone's going to read your name mm-hmm. or like you know someone will remember us yeah. even even in another time like even when things have changed beyond comprehension and that's what she was talking about like thing yeah. things in our world are beyond comprehension to the people in yeah. ancient greece if they were able to see it and one of those things, I think, that was beyond comprehension was people being able to love people of yeah. the same sex without 
yeah. you know, being murdered or whatever. <laughs> um, and that was beyond comprehension. And it's in another time. And now it's part like, yeah, it's named after her. And I just and especially because so it good. also took a while. Like it took. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're for the most part of history. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, she, hmm, you know, maybe. she had a lot of close friends who also happened to be <laughs> gal pals. She had a lot of gal pals. Yeah, who she wrote love letters to, platonically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So for most of history, that's how she was remembered. But, yeah. you know, the past, what, 50 years? <laughs> it's changed. Yeah. So that's I great. think people used to... I read... I saw an Instagram post that... <laughs> and So I don't know how accurate this is, but I guess I think people in, True. in the, the 20s... 20s 1920s. Like 1920s. Yeah. Early, early, it's the early 20s 19- now. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that. No, I didn't. Um, in the early 1900s, I think, we used to give each other violets. Um, I mean, <laughs> gay and bisexual men and women used to give each other violets mm-hmm. to signify, like, hey. And I think it was a reference to one of Sappho's poems. Yeah, so it that's was, true. It, you know, a bit more recent. But, like, historians. Recent. Yeah. Like, I've, there's still historians who try to argue, like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. It makes me... It kind of makes me laugh, like... <laughs> After reading her poetry, like, what... Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> that, that's what your annotations should be. That's Y'all. what my annotations are half the time. I'll just put yup <laughs> or like true facts. <laughs> um, I, I've never said that. I've started saying that a lot. Really? Yeah, like this year. Facts though. Really? I've never heard you. I say text that. that. Oh, I do. Um. Anyways. Anyways. So, it's been. What an do you hour. think we should do? So, guys, uh, we've. Uh, in between the time when Sophia just read her fantastic quote and the time that you are hearing this, we had a 10 second conversation where we realized, huh, we've been recording for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to keep this digestible and to, you know, make sure you guys don't get tired of our beautiful, adorable, not adorable, beautiful. Adorable? Are you going to call her voices adorable? No, I, I don't that know made that me one. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, our, our, I was gonna, I don't know, our voices, before you get annoyed of, uh, about at them, um, we were thinking we're gonna do, split this into two parts, and next episode we're gonna talk about our anecdotes that we had written down, especially because today our, um, quotes and our words were kind of anecdotes in and of themselves, like Definitely. we ended up talking a lot about stuff, so we're gonna split it up, um, and yeah, we, uh, we hope you enjoyed our return i had a lot of fun um, i did too i We're kind sorry of enjoyed for the yeah. weird two-month break we took there but yeah um you'll see us every month until june and then we'll see we'll come back eventually but yeah we'll just take sure. a, a little bit of a hiatus i definitely um i enjoy kind of like branching out from our typical structure yeah and, like, it's a good time t- just talking mm-hmm. about things that we like um Shout out to uh, the podcast Wonderful, who also inspired this, because yes, they literally yes. just talk about things they like. Um, not the same format as us, but still. It's um, it's fun to talk about things you like. <laughs> Shockingly, it's, yeah. it's a very good time. 
And I, you know, always enjoy talking to you. Wah. Oh, God. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Anyways. Um, thank you are you going to return the compliment? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I was going to say, are you going to return the compliment? Um. <laughs> I can't even remember what you said. I, lo- I also love you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Um, as you can tell, we're a little out of practice, but a little bit. A little. It was a little rocky, but that's okay. It was good. This was the. I don't know. This was like the. This was like. I don't. I. This sounds. I'm not. I was gonna say this is like the quarantine. This is the COVID nineteen anecdotes, but I actually get really annoyed when people do that because I've heard it so many times. But it's like you know, it's like zoom it's like when you're wearing your tie but you're also wearing like sweatpants i'm you know, under a it's blanket like, right now so that exactly you know, it's, is it like a cozy you're taking, cozy quilting entrance that it's cozy that's great that's a good word for it it's like taking away some of the structure and um letting loose <laughs> and um yep, really saying things down. that don't make sense yeah i think getting a little tired maybe it's good that we didn't yeah go to anecdotes today true um yeah thank you for joining us yeah uh, we hope you have a good month we'll yeah. see you next month um intro music oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's for no intro music wait shoot <laughs> <No>, you... <laughs> i'll do i'll do the music Kay. intro music is inspirational life and outro music is blossoming inspiration the link to those should be in our description as per usual um you can follow us at quotes dot and dot anecdotes we <laughs> don't definitely post, post all the time <laughs> we, don't, we don't use it at all but y- you can um, definitely still follow us maybe we'll post this time and we'll tag amanda gorman and sappho and they can repost <laughs> on their stories if they do because i feel like i've seen amanda gorman repost on her story but i feel like a lot of people are tagging her yeah, in their stories so um, I, would, I would think so but hey maybe we'll be famous gotta yeah. shoot your shot right so check out uh, our Instagram if you want to see the how that event plays out. Yeah. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to our friend who wrote our cover art. <laughs> yes, you can, you can find, find them, them at Instagram. D-I-N-O-B-Y-T-E. That's Dinobite on Instagram. They're like legitimately like you know how i got really excited about sapphire was like how does a human being have this much talent i'm not jealous i'm literally just it makes me so happy that's how i feel about our friend who did our cover art where i'm just like i don't understand how you do this and it makes me so happy that you're just you're just so good at this and it (laughs) makes me like i get so happy about that so please go check them out um like legitimately the best stuff i've ever seen um so i'm i'm such a fan um <laughs> you should email us at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com with any questions comments concerns topic suggestions i don't know compliments. all of the above <laughs> what did you say compliments oh <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah yeah have a great february yes <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what to say. Bye now. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We 
appreciate your sport. <laughs> it's so fake. That's the most fake Bronwyn voice I think I've ever heard. I think you just need to fade out on this conversation because I don't think we're going to get any okay. <laughs> It'll get like quieter and quieter. And cut. That was aggressive. <laughs> well, it's cutting. Cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so-